2: All right, welcome to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And this is day one, November 9th, 2022, the day after the the bloody wedding, I guess is what we can call it. (laughs) Definitely was not a red wave. I know many people are disappointed today. We're going to get into it a little bit. We're going to talk about some. Oh, there goes my mic. We're going to talk about some of the things that happened in this election, some of the things that we saw. In my opinion, this was stolen. Many of these races were stolen, um, including looking at what's happening in New York State right now. Um, And today, it seems that the economy is responding to it. We have the markets down across the board. Um, Crypto is absolutely being hammered. And so I think there's nobody better to talk to about this than Dr. Kirk Elliott. Kirk, how are we doing today? I'm
0: doing great, Josh. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. It uh, wasn't the night we intended, but uh, I think many of us expected it. Well,
0: I mean, so going into last night, I didn't really know what to expect, right? But, but Bill Clinton said it best: "It's economy stupid." Right? People vote with their wallets, and so the economy absolutely stinks. It's 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 awful. I mean, and we'll go over some of the reasons why I say that because there's new numbers coming out all the time. But, but. uh with that being said, it should have been an absolute landslide victory for most, you know, anybody who's not in office, they should have won handily because that's what happens when, when things are going bad economically. People always vote for the new candidate coming in because the other ones didn't work, right? So, so I was thinking, all right, the, the GOP was going to win the House handily and going to take over the Senate. Red Wave, I mean, I was just thinking, it's got to be the case, right? And then yesterday, I got, like, these cold chills. It's like, oh, man, what if it's, like, the last election? And uh, at best, it's going to be close, right? I mean, and and that's what we had. It's very close, which means they're either one of two things, Josh. Um, Either there's tons of manipulation, um, tons of, of fraud, things, you know, election fraud again, or... Um, America's completely asleep at the wheel, which I don't mm-hmm. think America's completely asleep at the wheel, not with the people I talk to. I don't care if they're on our side, not on our side. Everyone's thinking things are broken. They can't afford groceries. They can't afford gas. They don't know how they're going to heat their home. What do they do with their kids? You know, it's like, do we pay our rent or do we buy food? Right. I mean, this is the, the general makeup of America right now. And, and so I would have assumed it was going to be a landslide victory for for the GOP, um, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so now we have more of the same old, same old. I think we're going to have interest rates that keep going up. We're going to have inflation that keeps persisting because they're going to keep printing money. They're going to keep providing stimulus. Um, I, I don't think much actually changes, which is... Sort of a shock to me because America needs change. People think that America needs change. But yet the voting booth told us that, well, America doesn't need change. They're actually okay with how it's been going because that's what the results showed us, right?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting, too, because yesterday there was a poll. I have it here somewhere that was showing that what's over 75% of the American population is disgusted about the state of the country. So here we go, seven out of 10 Americans are unhappy with the State of the Union. The majority of them are depending this upon the economy. And so it makes no sense they would go out and vote for, for Democrats. But with this, I think we're gonna see some fallout. I think we're about to see some fireworks here. I don't know, but we're yeah. seeing this reaction from the economy today. What can do you what do you think we can expect in the next few weeks? Do you think that this decline is going to get worse and worse and worse leading into 2023?
0: I think it's going to get worse. I mean, so you have to you have to ask yourself one question is what causes economies to grow and what causes them to shrink? Mm Well, so if you look back to the Trump years or the Reagan years, both presidents had very, very similar economic policies. And that was lowering interest rates lowering taxes and creating jobs. Those three things, right? That'll cause people to spend when people spend um, corporate revenues go up, when corporate revenues go up, stock prices go up, right? So that's when the stock market booms. When you lower interest rates, that's when the bond market booms. That's when real estate booms. so, so the policies that we had are poli- uh, from the Biden administration are policies of raising taxes, raising interest rates to slow down the inflation that they created by printing money out of thin air to fund every stimulus program known to humankind right and then they pay people to stay home <laughs> exactly right. the opposite of what's needed to actually grow economy so when you don't get a change in the policy makers i mean really it's, it's part for the course right it's like well it's kind of the same as what it was before so i don't expect anything different if you don't have a change in policy, you're not going to get a change in outcome, right? So so policy always directs outcome. So we're, we're going to have possibly the same because the same people are in charge. You know, there's not much not much that actually changed. Well, I'm going to see, expect to see more of the same. We're going to see more inflation because we're going to have every stimulus program under the sun. They're going to raise the debt ceiling again by probably a few trillion dollars. They're going to pay people to stay home they're gonna they're gonna I mean it's just I can keep saying they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna because they keep adding to the stimulus they keep adding to the debt they keep adding to these social spending bills and and it's at some point though here this is why we're talking and hearing increasing conversation of we need a change we need a currency change we need a, a changing in how the banks operate we're gonna have Go to a central bank digital currency we're going to go to a gold back dollar we're going to get right, rid of the fiat money system all of that needs to happen right things need to happen but what what are they doing well they're entering into a, a, a into a world of central bank digital currency complete loss of freedom complete people control so i don't see josh a change in anything moving forward and the markets are telling us today how they feel about what happened last night. I mean, you talked about cryptos, um, Bitcoin down 6% today, Ethereum down over 10% today, XRP down almost 9% today, right? I mean, bloodbath. And you've got the, the stock market, the Dow down 309 points, uh, mm-hmm. NASDAQ down, S&P 500 down. Let's look at gold and silver. Hmm. Gold's up just a little bit. Silver's down just a smidge, but nothing to write home about. It's just you know, not even half a percent. But boy, gold going up, silver basically flat, everything else coming down. That tells us what the markets feel about what happened last night. And that's just a, a precursor, uh, kind of an omen of things to come.
2: Now, we're in a bout of economic warfare. We're seeing China and many other countries within the BRICS alliance dropping U.S. debt uh putting it right back on the market they're no longer buying u.s debt bonds moving into 2023 is this going to get bad is dollar going to is the dollar going to lose its reserve status across the world
0: i believe so i mean what happened last week was was the biggest nail in the dollar coffin ever And that was Saudi Arabia basically going into even a a stronger coalition with China, telling China, it's like, hey, you're our our biggest trading partner. You're the biggest uh, purchaser of oil of ours, no longer the U.S. Um, And so we're actually going to sell you a bunch of oil, but you don't have to pay for it in U.S. dollars anymore. Slap in the face against the petrodollar system, right? And it's not just some small country that's doing it. It's the largest oil producer on the planet that's saying, hey, largest country on the planet. You don't have to pay for your oil in U.S. dollars anymore. I mean, so when, when BRICS became BRICS's by adding Saudi Arabia to the mix, I mean, now what, what do the BRICS nations have, Josh? They've got China, the largest manufacturer in the world. You've got massive military there with, with nuclear capability. And now with the BRICS nations, they're they're um, making a really good play towards the world's economic superpower by bringing all this stuff, getting rid of the petrodollar system, country by country by country, um, basically uh, de- not decentralizing, but but uh, getting themselves out of the Western financial system by creating their own SWIFT program instead of using um the swift program that europe and america uses right it's like oh my word they're they're actually i hate to say it but they're doing a really good job about dismantling the the financial system of the west and creating their own
2: absolutely we're going to take a quick break we're going to be back with more dr kirk elliott right after this break with a to light show we'll be right back
1: Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
2: All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And we're talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott about the state of the economy, what we can expect, what's to come. And, Kirk, you know, I I, I think you're right. I've been talking about this for uh, about a year, a year and a half now, that the BRICS alliance, this economic alliance, is competing with the Western Economic, Western Global Alliance. And right now it's been this bout of economic warfare back and forth. We had the (laughs) CHIPS Act that Joe Biden passed in August. Then another executive order removing all American citizens that were working over in China in the microchip manufacturing industry from China, which basically brought that market down to zero. Um, That really gives China only a few options of what they can do in the sense of microchip production. Um, Economic warfare is real. People need to open their eyes to this. But this also has major implications in the sense of the market dynamic globally in the coming months, especially with a, a hammered supply chain. Um, we have agricultural products and harvests that were 50% of what they were three years ago. We have an increase in demand. Um, so we're going to have more skyrocketing prices, higher inflation. But then also here in the United States, we're seeing companies laying off massive amounts of people. I mean, Zuckerberg just announced 11,000 jobs being cut at Facebook. Elon Musk is getting rid of, what, 75% of the workforce. This is just big tech. We're not talking about manufacturing, processing, and so forth. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I think you're you're 100% right, and it gets worse than that because, like, Wells Fargo, the nation's largest mortgage lender, uh, they're laying off massive layoffs of their of their mortgage department because nobody's nobody's refinancing anymore, right? I mean, nobody's purchasing homes right now. In fact, since May, with with the increase in interest rates to slow down the inflation that Biden created, um, Americans have lost 1.5 trillion dollars of of equity in their real estate just since May, right? And so, so. With interest rates, I mean, interest rates were um, 7.02% on an average 30-year mortgage before the three-quarters of the point rate increase. So easily we're going to be up to like 7.5% on a 30-year mortgage. We have to realize it was 3.22% in January. So so mortgage rates have more than doubled. And, and now real estate's collapsing in value. I mean, like, fast. So we're down 10% in the last month, right? It just, I mean, it's just insane declines. And so, so with these declines in real estate, how, how affordable is housing? Well, you'd think it'd be getting more affordable, right, if the prices are coming down. No. Interest rates are going up. The cost of owning a home is 80% more than it was 12 months ago. Wow. And this is while people's wages are coming down. But why is it so much more expensive? Well, because nobody pays cash for houses. If they paid cash, well, it would be 10% less, right? But they don't. They they don't pay cash. They finance it. And with rates going through the roof more than doubling, the cost of owning a home is up 80% in a year. Now, add to that everything else that's happening, you know, food up over 400%, gas up like 172%. I mean, this is um, a time in history where, we haven't seen anything like this before. I don't think, even in the 70s, I was just a kid in the late 70s during the Carter administration. I was like eight years old. But I can I can remember my parents with their big, long, I think they had a, like a long Ford LTD, like a tuna boat kind of a car, going yeah. to the gas station. I was sitting in the back seat, and uh, they got turned away for gas. They, they ran out. The, the rationing was done, right? And so... This is what happens when government policy gets involved in, in people's worlds, and it just runs astray of what reality is. And the fact that we've had cheap credit since 9-11, I mean, it, it has been since 9-11. They've been keeping interest rates artificially low, try to stimulate the economy, and that cheap credit has caused boom and bust cycles, and we're now... After the boom, we're going into a bus cycle, and it ain't gonna be pretty, to use uh, a phrase. <laughs> it's just yeah. not. It's not gonna be fun for people to live through this when their wages are declining. Cost of borrowing is going up, prices are going up, housing is going up, you can't afford to buy a house, banks are running out of liquidity. They're not lending out money to accept to people with pristine credit. Oh, well, and people haven't had jobs for like years because of COVID, it's hard to have pristine credit. I mean, this is the problem. And then you've got other countries that that are like China that are conducting economic warfare on America, dumping our U.S. treasuries, um, getting rid of the petrodollar. It's like, oh, wow, this is like a bad movie and we're living it out.
2: You're absolutely right. And I was talking about this last night. We did a, a live broadcast of the election results. And then afterwards we jumped on a Zoom and kind of like talked a little bit more personal about all this stuff. And I I, I was saying that the American people reacting to what just happened in the election, reacting to the 2020 election, um, and I don't mean our listeners or anything like that, but are are, are essentially weak in the sense of what the founding fathers were, in the sense of what, how this country was originally brought up to be. Mm -hmm. What this really brings about to me in my mind is this one quote, tough times create strong men, strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. Right now we are in that weak men create tough times part. And it's going to be some very, very hard times coming forth in the next few months, in the next few years. This is, this is, if they continue with this agenda, moving towards their sustainable development 2030 agenda, the Great Reset, World Economic Forum, ESG policies integrated in the financial institutions, trickling down in the corporations, in the government. The United States of America as we know it is dead. Free capitalism is dead. And what we need to do here is we need to rethink our strategy, our approach, and financially, when we're looking at everything, the one main thing that we can do right now as American citizens, to be as American as possible, is to diversify our investment strategy into something that has an intrinsic value, a real value that's always going to hold that value over time, no matter who's in power or control, no matter what type of of direction is coming down from globalists. This is what they're buying too, and that's gold and silver.
0: Right. No, it's so true. I mean, there is a time and a place for everything, and and here's the thing, people, when, I, when people hear me talk about gold and silver all the time, they think, oh, I just, that's all he talks about, right? Well, it's, it's not. It, but it's all I talk about right now because it's the only thing economically that makes sense. But if you were to go back to the Reagan years during the 80s, from 1982 to 2002, what did gold do? It went from $250 an ounce, literally 250 to 258
2: mm-hmm. in
0: 20 years it went up eight bucks in 20 years. That's not sin, right? So we have to ask ourselves, why? Why did it do that? Well, because during that time, during Reagan's years, interest rates came down. Stock market was booming. Real estate was booming. People were fat and happy. People had a ton of jobs. We had manufacturing, might. We were bringing jobs back to America. The Cold War was over. The Berlin Wall came down. Um, Newt Gingrich had the contract with America back then, and the Democrats and Republicans were talking and cutting deals, and I mean, it was amazing. It was like a, it was like a renaissance, right, of America. <laughs> but, but, and so therefore, there was no need to look for an alternative investment because everything was clicking. If you didn't like the stock market going to bonds because the interest rates are coming out, if you didn't like bonds going to real estate. I mean, so, but now, and when everything is opposite, not only are Democrats and, and Republicans not getting along, I mean, they're, they're worse than that. You breathe wrong, and they're going you know, to hate right? It's like people just focus on everything that we have to how we're different rather than what we have in common. We're very divisive, um, polarized nation. We've got an interest rate cycle that's increasing. There is no political peace. There's political mayhem. There's geopolitical conflict globally. We've got a debt spiral. I mean, it, it is the exact opposite. And so when you have the exact opposite, just like I talked about earlier, opposite policies have an opposite outcome. Opposite social climate have an opposite outcome right people are tightening up. They're not spending they can't afford to spend And so when you when you look at this, it's like okay Well, of course stocks and bonds are gonna come down. That's fundamentally flawed right now But gold and silver are gonna thrive as a safe haven type of an investment during the times that we're living in. and Should you invest in gold and silver? Yep You should unless you don't believe what I'm saying or you, what you're saying Josh and you think now there's global peace. Now inflation isn't an issue. The economy's strong. Um, we've got good politicians. We have a society that, that focuses on love rather than division. If you believe all of that, then don't invest in gold and silver. If anything that I said strikes a chord with you, then really gold and silver the best option that you could have for the times that we're living in. I,
2: I agree with you 100%. And, and the way this works is people have to understand that the BRICS alliance has already talked about a global reserve currency backed upon gold that they're going to utilize. They're buying up Mm -hmm. gold and silver. China is one of the number one purchasers of gold on the planet right now. The United States, there is an HR bill that was put into Congress a few weeks ago about going back to the gold standard. We know that Republicans have this on their agenda to go back to the gold standard. So this is a big possibility and I want everybody to understand this. And if you guys have a 401k and you're looking at it today, you've been looking at it last year, how it's down 60%. If you have an IRA that's just not performing, or you want to create an IRA, open an IRA, or if you just have excess cash and you're like, what should I do with this? It's losing value every day with inflation. I'm telling you, getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com, or give Dr. Kirk Elliott's team a call, 720-605-3900. That they're going to take care of you. They're going to help you out. You can give them a call. Kirk, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. We'll talk to you here very shortly. Guys, we're going to take thank a quick you. break. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Light Show right after this.
1: Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
2: All right, back to the Dark to Light show. And that was Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I'm telling you, we are in that point in time in our history, in the world, where weak men are creating tough times. That's the truth. And you know what? We have to go through that dark time. We're going to go to the lines real quick. Kirk, or not Kirk, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, man? How are we doing today?
1: Uh, tying in with Mr. Elliott, two things. Last mm-hmm. week, a survey came out saying 63% of Americans wanted what I'm calling free money in the short term from the government because they were hurting that bad from inflation and the economy. You can't have a red wave when two out of three Americans, because you know that had to include Republicans and independents, are hurting that badly, that they want free money now and could care less about future generations having to contend with that debt burden. Uh, People are hurting, and I knew that was a red flag right there that would deflate the red wave. Uh, Too many people are pointedly tied to the government teat. Secondly, and I want everyone to hear this, we are hurting very bad as a people spiritually. We are in a true... Spiritual decline in our country like they always say about the fall of the Roman Empire I'll give you a fast example in closing if the Chinese were to walk into our country and say you Americans You don't worry about anything. We'll take over and run the country you Americans sit back and be fat and sassy too many Americans today Would take the Chinese our enemy up on that the Biden administration is anti-putin but they are big-time in for the Chinese system. They would love to follow us on that all-surveillance system from womb to tomb. And uh, in closing, too many Americans are open to that, and we are a divided country. We can only get back if we get back to our spiritual selves. I don't care if you phrase it, get back to God, whatever, but we are in decline. The American people had better come back or we are doomed as a country and we are hurting badly and too many Americans are fully ready to throw in the towel.
2: All right, Keith, thank you so much. Appreciate the call. And you're not wrong. People are hooked on free money. I don't think it's as large a majority as you you think it is. I think that we're looking at about 30% of Americans want this free stuff. They want this socialist lifestyle because they've been indoctrinated towards that. But either way, there, there are still great American people and American patriots in this country who love this country and who are going to fight for this country. Now, last night did not go the way that we all planned. We all wanted to see a red wave across the board, state elections, as well as the Senate and Congress. Now, New York State, we watched this race really close. We are following this really close. Lee Zeldin um, was polling four to five points ahead of Hochul. Before the election, and she demolished him so bad. And um, we had multiple callers calling in yesterday. We saw, saw Monroe County, a few other counties with lo- lots of problems. And they said it wasn't problems. Every vote's counted. Um, I'm done believing these people. Um, what happened in New York State um, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What happened in Pennsylvania is clear Fraud. With Fetterman winning and Masriano losing, as well as Dr. Oz losing. What's happening in Arizona right now seems to be massive fraud. Um, what happened in Michigan doesn't seem right. Uh, Mike Lindell put out the numbers this morning for uh, Minnesota, which is the state I'm moving to. And you have Dr. Scott Jensen, who had uh, basically the same curve that you saw in Brazil with Bolsonaro and Lulu. The same curve that you saw with Trump and Biden. OK, they stole some of these elections. They stole the majority of the state elections. But I do have some good news for anybody who's watching on the live stream. You're going to see uh, the, the Yahoo or not the Yahoo, the, uh, the Fox News page here. Now, this is interesting. OK, so we're looking right now. Republicans have 49 seats in the Senate. Well, the Democrats have 48. We're up to 203 seats in the House. Looking at the numbers, looking at what we have right now, there's three seats left in the Senate yet to be called. This is Laxalt, Warnock, Kelly, and then the Shishkababa, right? So there's really four seats. Um, now, Laxalt is a Republican who is trying to take over the Nevada seat. He's going to win. He's up two and a half points, 2.69% points. He's going to win. That's going to give us 50 in the Senate. Okay. Kelly's going to win Arizona most likely. That's going to give them 49. Um, I do believe that there's lawsuits coming in Arizona. So Kelly and Warnock, Warnock we know is Warnock and um, Herschel Walker. That's going to go to a runoff after the third per, uh, the third party candidate drops out. This is going to go to a runoff. They're going to try to steal it, but that will definitely go to a runoff. Okay. But I just want you to understand that Laxalt gives the Republicans 50. But then you have uh, uh, Shashkabaka. She's going against Lisa Murkowski, who's Alaska. Okay? This potentially gives us the majority. So we could potentially take Senate as well. This is, this is massive. So we didn't get the election that we thought. Right? We didn't get the election we thought. But... We could get House majority and Senate majority. Not a super majority, but still majority, which allows things to move forth the way that they need to move forth with investigation and so forth. I do believe that Walker is most likely going to win the runoff in Georgia. I think the people of Georgia understand what's happening, that this is being stolen. We did see Stacey Abrams lose, and last night we were looking at this. We're going county to county in Georgia. The counties that Kemp won, Warnock is winning. Think about that. Governor Kemp won a county, a red county. But Warnock wins that county for the Democrats, for Senate, and Herschel Walker loses. That makes no sense. Um, we're seeing the same type of thing in Fetterman and Oz in Pennsylvania. Um, so we know that there is voter fraud here. I'm pretty sure that people are already on top of this. I know Greg Phillips with true, the vote is already on top of this. Michael and is already on top of this. We got good Patriots out there monitoring this stuff. So we're going to keep you guys updated, but Laxalt in Nevada gives Republicans 50 Senate seats, at least for a 50, 50 tie. Then Murkowski or Tashkababa, this, this would be for Alaska gives us 51. With Warnock, that could be easy if Warnock loses the runoff, we get Herschel Walker, that's 52. And then with Kelly and um, the election there in Arizona, this could easily swing our way as well. He is catching up right now. Uh, Not Kelly, Kelly, but uh, Blake Masters is catching up right now. He's still down by 5% but there's a lot of votes still to uh, to be counted. 66% are in, and we could see this easily shifting towards Blake Masters because they know that they are bringing the lawsuits. Now, the vote in, in Georgia is less than 1% between Warnock and Herschel Walker. Uh, because of that, that is definitely going to go to a runoff. Mark Kelly and Blake Masters, though, is we had a lot of problems in Arizona. In conservative areas... With conservative areas polling stations, so much so that they had to go to the liberal areas polling stations, which they had no problems at whatsoever, which was kind of interesting. But Alaska, here we have uh, uh, Kelly uh, Shakabaka against Lisa Murkowski. Lisa, Lisa Murkowski is the incumbent, but she's also a rhino. She is known to vote with the Democrats over and over and over again. And this is at, she's, up, she's got almost a two point lead. On uh, Lisa Murkowski, so we could see this easily going towards uh, Kelly uh, Shishkabaka. I don't know her too well. I don't think she's Trump endorsed, but that could give the Senate majority to the Republicans, which would be phenomenal. Even though there, we got some rhinos in there, it still can be phenomenal, and we could still have some uh, fireworks with what can potentially happen here. So, we're keeping you updated on that. I mean, look. I was incredibly disappointed, especially on the state side, is we saw them basically hold control of the states. And they did this for specific reasons. Uh, Minnesota, Dr. Scott Jensen was one of them. Uh, Obviously, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, these were all stolen on the state level. I can almost guarantee you Uh, the evidence will be coming out shortly and we can look at it together. But, you know, Kyle Becker, if you guys don't know Kyle Becker, Becker News, uh, former associate producer and writer of Fox News, came out and said, this may be the strangest election I've ever seen. Stephen Moore nailed it on Fox News. Despite 75% of voters saying the country is on the wrong track and majority angry about inflation in the economy, not a single incumbent governor or senator gets flipped. How does that happen? He's absolutely right. It only happens through fraud. It only happens through the, the liberals and the radical Democrats trying to hold on towards to their power. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more Dark the Light show right after this. We'll be right back.
1: Dark to light with Josh Reed on the W Y S L stations.
2: All right. We are back with the dark to light show. And man, that was, that was a quick show. I mean, I can't believe this segment is already over. Um, I'm looking at another article here. This is about Michigan. And here we go again. Suspicious ballots arrive way after legal deadline in Detroit. I mean, we had multiple accounts of this last night. What do we got here? Um, John Fetterman, projected winner in Pennsylvania. Greg Phillips from True the Vote just came out and said, "Uh, nope, don't get get too cozy there, John Fetterman. And if you start going and looking at the county data, it makes no sense whatsoever. That Dr. Oz was winning counties and Mastriano lost those counties. Like ballots have the same people down the line. Like if you vote Republican, you vote down the line. But this is not what we're seeing. Doesn't make any sense. Some good news, though. Mike, Mike Lee wins his reelection bid. He defeats a never-Trumper Evan McCollin, which is awesome. That's a great one. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp defeats Democrat Stacey Abrams. That's probably the, the biggest smile on my face. I'm not a fan of Brian Kemp. But uh, the fact that Stacey Abrams is definitely not going to win is a good thing. I guarantee you, though, she is going to run for presidency in 2024. Um, Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott defeated Beto O'Rourke. We were unsure what was happening there. And then they pulled through and Abbott won. That is great. I, I'm, I'm happy about that one as well. Uh, we got uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom secures his second term. Of course he did. He secured everything from uh, the the stealing the votes to uh, destroying California, producing a mass exodus from California, um, increasing taxes, uh, stealing the recall, everything like that, right? Uh, California is corrupt beyond corrupt. One good other aspect of this is pro-Trump Republican Anna Paulina Luna has defeated Democrat Eric Lynn in Florida um, Florida's 13th district for the House of Representatives. That's a big win right there. Um, what else have we got here? Republican Harriet Hagman wins Wyoming House race to replace Liz Cheney. So Harriet Hagman has won. Liz Cheney obviously did not win the primary and is gone. So that's perfect. Uh, another good one that I liked was Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders has now followed in her father's footsteps and will become the governor of arkansas i think that is fantastic that is a good win for conservatives um you know we had uh, lindsey graham which i don't speak too highly of lindsey graham around here but he said definitely not a republican wave hats off to the democrats lindsey i I think it's time that you go along i don't know how this guy wins re-election um i hope that he gets replaced here in 2024 but uh what we're seeing is we're seeing some good wins and we're seeing some hard losses We're seeing a lot of evidence of cheating. I think that this should have been truly a red wave, that states should have turned red. I believe that the Congress and Senate should turn red. We do have a path to take the Senate. This is good. I'm I'm not surprised by this, but I'm definitely um, excited about this, that we have a path to take the Senate. This is huge. Um, we're, We're going to take House Majority, which is good. Uh, I would hope that we get 220, 230 seats. That would be perfect. Um, And then Senate majority, if we get 51, I think we're going to have a really good 2023 with lots of investigations and hopefully some investigations in the voter fraud within these states and even investigations into these states pertaining to their own elections. You know, I find it kind of uh, concerning that in Arizona specifically, Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State. She's the one that oversees the elections. Jenna, um, Jenna is the one out here in Colorado. And they oversee the elections, but they're also on the ballot. They should recuse, recuse themselves. If they're running again for office, they should recuse themselves, put the elections in someone else's hands, and step away. They should step down from their positions. But why didn't they? Well, what are we seeing in Colorado and Arizona? We're seeing that these people are stealing the elections, or at least in my opinion, from the evidence that we're seeing. In in Arizona, 100%, if you're looking at what's happening, Kerry Lake has been screaming about this since yesterday. What we saw in Arizona was atrocious. Uh um, this, you know, this is a gateway pundit title right here. It feels like we are watching the first wholly manufactured election in our history, which all key competitive races were programmed by Langley. I, I, I agree. Americans are suffering through the most crushing economic conditions, rampant crime, reckless foreign nuclear war flirtations, most aggressive perverse assaults on family and parental rights in history, all topped off by embarrassing unpopular disaster in the White House, leading a shrill... A tiniered bellicose fascist junta that appears indifferent to the ordeal they're inflicting on the working people. But yet the Democrats, they lose zero incumbent senators. What? That incumbent governors win. Absolutely atrocious, crazy. It makes no sense whatsoever. And the reason it makes no sense is because it's not meant to make sense. The reason it makes no sense is because what we are dealing with here is a radical communist regime that is hijacking our country, one election at a time, slowly over many decades. And they are going to continue to do what they do until we get them out of power, until we take our country back, till we go in there and amend the constitution with certain restrictions, again. On the government of what the government can't do. It's interesting. We were talking about this last night as well. Is that the United States Constitution. If you look at the Constitution. You look at the Bill of Rights. It is written to restrict the government. Of what they cannot do against the people. That's it. But why is it every after every amendment after 10. It starts telling us what we can and can't do. Why does it predicate laws. Called the U.S. Code. That tells us what we can and can't do. Oh, excuse me. Whoa, that came out of nowhere. Apologize for that. I couldn't mute in time. But that's the truth. Is our government has become tyrannical and oppressive to the means. And they're going to continue to do that as long as we allow them. The government will continue to take to be tyrannical and oppressive as long as the people do Nothing. That's the truth. We have to understand that we, the people, at some point in time have to rise up. We have to speak up. We have to say no more, that this is not going to happen to us anymore. We're not going to allow, we're not going to allow a radical, tyrannical communist regime to come into our country, walk all over us, steal our state, steal our sovereignty, steal our economy, steal our wealth, imprison our people into a, a socialist, Global basic income, you will own nothing type of world. We don't want it and we're not going to take it. So there is a lot of information to go through over the next coming days and weeks. We have Donald Trump's big announcement on November 15th. I'm speculating that the announcement on November 15th potentially is not only going to be his candidacy for presidency, but it's going to be some information. Some interesting information. Potentially, who knows, declassification of information, putting information out there about election fraud 2020-2022. We're going to see. We're going to see how it uh, all rolls out. I'm I'm excited about that announcement. That's coming up in just about six days here. Uh, What else do we have Man, I, it, the election is just crazy. I mean, I'm on uh, Drudge Report right now. Results in the Senate. Arizona, uh, you know, Mark Kelly is projected to win by a 2.8%. Unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen because I think there's going to be massive lawsuits. The runoff in Georgia is set for December 6th, which I think is a, a good time frame right before January. Um, I think that Warnock is most likely going to ro- lose this runoff. Uh, the... Third-party candidate that they had running against them got about three percent of the vote, which I guarantee will go towards Herschel Walker and not Warnock. On that, uh, right now we are in a dead heap. Uh, looks like the Senate we have forty-nine for Republicans, forty-eight for Dems. I think we can take the majority. Uh, we'll see though, and we'll probably have to. We'll probably know tomorrow more on this but much love respect god bless you guys don't forget dr kirk elliott getgoldtoday.com if you guys are interested in watching the live stream of the dark delight show and helping support the dark delight show and the red pill project go to redpillproject.locals.com you can find the information there much love respect god bless take care we'll see you guys tomorrow